Okay, so my name is Courtney Briggs, and I'm from Lubbock, Texas. Um, I'm a single mom of two awesome kiddos. Um, you know, I was raised in the church. My grandparents were pastors. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of a grandkid of, of a pastor. And so um, at a young age, I was molested by my stepdad. And, um, and it went on for about seven years. And... I began my addiction, um, you know, marijuana, cocaine, alcohol, just to numb the pain and, and the monster that was inside of me. Um, so I started doing drugs about 13 years old. Um, I joined a gang um, just to rebel against the call of my on my life that the Lord called me, you know, and um I did drugs for many, many years. I then um, got involved in methamphetamines. And when I got involved with methamphetamines, I began to uh, cook it, sell it, everything, everything in between with uh, the methamphetamines. And that's where my life took a turn for the worse. I was getting in trouble, in and out of jail. Um, since I was 13, I was in and out of jail, in and out, in and out, in and out. Because of that seed that was planted in my life of, of molestation, that was when the enemy took hold of my life. And we moved here to Texas because we lived in New Mexico for a while. We moved back to Texas and um, just ripping and running the streets. And I ended up... Um, you know, getting back involved with selling drugs again. And uh, anyway, I started shooting up. I started shooting up methamphetamines. And one day in a hotel, I was, I ended up homeless. I ended up losing my children. Um, I lost everything. I burned all the bridges in my life. Um, nobody wanted me around anymore. And one day in a hotel, I was fixing to shoot up a whole gram of methamphetamines and the Lord, I, I started telling God, okay, this is it. If you don't do something, I'm going to, I'm going to take my life. <laughs> well, you know what they say, be careful what you pray for. <laughs> be careful what you pray for. Um, I ended up getting busted. Um, I ended up getting busted and got sent to jail that same day. It was about an hour after the fact that I, I told God this. And that's where my life changed for the good. Um, inside the jail, I just began to start my walk with the Lord. I totally surrendered my life to him. I was a crazy, you know, inside the jailhouse. And, and God just did so many miracles with, within those jail walls that if, if I told you, people don't believe me, the, the extraordinary things that happened inside of that jail. Uh, the Lord came to me and he showed me myself, uh, you know, all of the bad things that happened, everything that was terrible in my life. And he He showed me a vision that he, he destroyed it, took everything and, and destroyed it under the blood. And then he began to take the darkness out of me. And then when he was doing that, he was putting light within me. And ever since then, I trusted the Lord. I, I knew that he was going to restore to me what the locust ate, what, what, what the enemy stole from me. Um, all those years of, of lost uh, time and, and um, lost 
value in, in my life. The Lord just returned it back. I am now nine years clean and sober. And the way that I kept myself um, out of out of that, you know, that addiction is I kept myself and I surrounded myself with a community of believers. And I would not ever speak curses over myself. Look, I'm an, I'm an addict. I would just say I'm set free. You know, I, I got completely delivered while I was incarcerated. And when I got out, you know, I, I just trusted God. I began to go to every Bible study, every deliverance weekend, everything that I could to, to build myself up and build myself into the Lord. I, I did everything that I could. I mean, just as much willpower as I did in my addiction, I gave that willpower to following the Lord and following what um, he had for my life. So, you know, like, like I said earlier, I lost my children and that was the most heartbreaking thing that I went through of losing my kids and, and having to fight for them back. And, you know, God, I, I held God's promise. I said, you told me that you will restore everything that was taken from me and my children were taken from me and, and I need you to fight for me. And, and, you know, I always go back to the story of, you know, um, how they walked around the wall at Jericho and they just were praising God and they were declaring his promises. And, and, you know, and that's what I would do all the time. I would, God, this is what you said. We, I'm, I'm not going to, this wall is not going to stop me. And so it was the hardest thing I ever did those first couple of years is to stay sober. Um, because of my kids were gone. Anybody would, go back to, to addiction because you've got that poor me. I, oh my gosh, my life is in shambles. I, my kids are, I might as well just go get high. But I, I began to get high on the most high. I stayed high on, on Jesus and, and I did not stop. Um, I didn't stop. It was like an adrenaline rush for me. I, I kept on, Woo, I'm going to get high on the most high today because listen, he, he is the great I am. And I, I trust him and I trust him. So I began uh, that walk and God began to open doors for me um, to where I can go back in that place, back into the jail and share my story with these women um, that there is life after addiction. There, there is, there is life. You are worthy. You don't have to feel unworthy because God's called you worthy. And I just, started sharing my story and, and, you know, guys, it, to man, it was impossible for me to get my children back. I went to the courts of heaven and I said, God, you told me you were going to restore these babies. So I'm trusting you. So more or less, I put my whole self, I, I died to myself and I said, God, do what you said you're going to do. My deliverance, I, I trust you with that. I trust you with my whole life. So let me let me ask you a question. You said um you made a statement there at the end about not being a victim, right? And getting a victorious mindset. But early on in your testimony, you talked about being victimized for a substantial amount of time, which was you know really the root and the beginning of all of this for you. And so 
I know this is a difficult question to ask on, but how did you get from that place? Because you you had been victimized, right? I mean, that was, you know, it shouldn't have happened to you to being able to move forward in that mindset to get healing and be able to confidently now on the other side of it say, you know, hey, this happened to me, but I'm I'm not a victim any longer. What did that process look like for you, Courtney? Okay, so <clears throat> during one of the weekends of, you know, deli- like I said earlier about going to these deliverance weekends, we, we learned to write down self-affirmations. Um, ad- I am beautiful. I am loved. I am set free. I am not a victim. I am a victor. So I spoke life to myself. I spoke life over myself. I spoke life in my mind. I kept every day... I had it written on my mirror when I wake up, you are worthy, you are set free, you are redeemed. And I just kept speaking life to my spirit. And my spirit man then got hold of that and it just flourished within my within my spirit. And then, then I started to believe it because what the enemy does, he, he makes you believe that you're a victim and you're, you're, you're never going to make it. You're going to always be a felon. You know, I'm a, I'm a three-time felon. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a child of the Most High God. You know what? What door that the the a man closes, God is always going to bust open. So I just, it, it was a long time before I, I believed what I was speaking over myself. I'm going to tell you, it was about a couple of years until I believed. But it, it was a constant me speaking life to myself every single day, every single day. That's that's so powerful because I actually just wrote something on Facebook today about how it's only when God's seed, his word, dies in us that it begins to grow. And so you you didn't let your condition, your circumstances keep you bound, but yet rather you you said greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. And so it's so interesting because you nurtured the flesh, but you nurtured the spirit. You said it just a second ago, right? And you said it beautifully because you said you began to speak to your spirit man. And as you spoke to the spirit man, that's when it began to grab hold of the truth. And the flesh had to conform to what was going on inside, right? And so it's it's amazing because I think so then we are subject to the lies that the enemy speaks over us. And we grab hold of those things as if they're truth, when the reality is it's nothing but a lie. And so we look at ourselves in the, the morning and then we look at ourselves and we say, man, we're this and we're that. And it's like, who who's there to stop you from speaking those things? And it's, I mean, you being a woman going through what you went through, um, and coming out victorious the way that you are is such an amazing story. Wow. Wow. I, I get emotional when, when I think back at what God has done in my life, you know, coming from addiction, coming from being a three time felon, coming from a, a mom that lost her children and the steps that I, me, I, nobody else had that input. I had that influence on myself. I was like, no, I'm going to fight for what every, everything that I lost, everything that I, you know, because it was my fault. You know, I, I, I chose to do those things and 
but then I began to choose the right path. And that path was, was very hard at first, but once that I got a hang of it and, and I started seeing God's miracles in my life, woo, I was getting so excited every turn of the way. And, and I knew, I just knew that I knew that I knew that he was going to just be my advocate. And I, I just was praising him all the day long. People are like, oh man, you can't do that. Or you're never going to get him back. And I'm like, watch, watch, watch what he does. And I'm going to laugh and I'm going to praise because he is faithful. And that's exactly what he's done. Oh, by, by the way, I have my children back. <laughs> Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you this? I'm just curious. Your step, it was your stepfather, right, that took advantage of you when you were a girl? Would you agree that it was when you began, when you forgave him? that you began to see some of these victorious moments in your life or like, how did that, what was, what was the transition for that? Right. Because I think we, we can gloss over that, but I think it's really good to hit this because, you know, the, the Bible says for us to forgive others as we've been forgiven. Right. And so to forgive someone that has done that to you for so many years is I would say very challenging, you know, and so hard to do. And so, I believe that was a pivotal thing and I could be wrong, but please speak to that if you can. That took a little longer because like I said, I went through that whole deliverance thing. Um, I just started speaking about what happened to me when I was 30. Um, when I turned 30, you know, I went through all of that. It was like unpacking, like an onion, you know, the layers. So I, this is how I explain it, like an onion. Okay, here's one layer. I, I dealt with the unforgiveness towards myself first. Because I, I felt like I had to forgive myself for what I did in my life and, and, and to my kids and, and everything, <clears throat> you know, so I had to forgive myself. Then there's another layer of forgiving my mother for, for not uh, knowing what was going on with me. Then I had to forgive, you know, um, I was in an abusive relationship and I had to forgive him, um, you know, for the things. And I would kind of argue with God and I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with that. Come on, honey, you got to deal with this. No, it's okay. It's fine. I don't want to deal with that. And it wasn't until I was 30, um, at a weekend, like, I, you know, like I said earlier, the deliverance weekend that it was just, he just boom in my face. Okay, daughter, you have got to deal with this because I can't move forward with, with your life and your blessings. If you do not deal with this. So it was like a stern daddy voice. And I, I was like, okay, I better get after it, you know. And so I wailed and I bawled and I squalled and I, and I screamed at the top of my lungs. I forgive him. I forgive him for what he did to me as a little girl. I forgive him. God, please set me free because I was still bound to that. I wanted, I wanted to push it away and not think of it. And, and he, he said, you know, now it's time to expose it. Now it's time to share what's happened to you. And I'm going to give you the, the strength and the, and the anointing to, to be able to speak about it without getting emotional. And, and I'm going to use that as a, a, a story and a miracle in other people's lives that have gone through it. And so now I'm able to speak about this without getting emotional, without 
without, you know, thinking about it, you know, in a victim mindset, um, I can share it and, and I will, you'll be surprised when I go into the jails, how many women, because I share this, how many women go through this without saying a word because you're ashamed, you, you are embarrassed, you feel like you did something wrong. And I, I love to help these women see that they did nothing wrong. They, they were not, it's not their fault. And to speak their truth on it because you'll get freedom when you speak your truth, but it was very hard for me to forgive him. And still it is to this day. I have to wake up sometimes and I'm like, you know, when I see stuff on the news or, you know, about people being victimized and, and, oh man, and Holy Spirit's like, okay, I think you need to say, okay, I forgive him once again. You got to, sometimes it's a daily, I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. You know what I mean? And so, um, cause you know, this, this stuff is stinky. This is a stinky thing. What is that daily process like for you when this stuff comes back up and how practically, how are you dealing with the flesh and dealing with some of those feelings as, as it, uh, you know, as, as you confront it throughout your, throughout your day to day, you know, to keep that from triggering you to go back, you know, to where you were before. So, so I go to the word, I go to the scripture, my favorite scripture to battle that particular emotion is First John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Lord, let me die to my flesh because today I feel like throat punching somebody. And I know that's not what you want me to do, God. So I need you to help me be strong. You know, Philippians 4, 13. Oh, Lord Jesus, be strong for me today. So that's how I do it. I go back to the word and back to um, what I was taught in the deliver like, okay, man, I got to get back to this because sometimes your flesh can get in the way and you're like, woo, do I have bad days where I, I sure do. I, I have bad days, but then I have to repent. I'm sorry, Jesus, please forgive me. Um, now I see that's a, a flaw and we, we need to work on that, you know? Yeah. So what was the process like, Courtney, getting your children back, right? Practically speaking, for maybe some moms out there that are, you know, jumping on and trying to figure this thing out. Cause I know that's not an easy battle, you know, to fight. And you, you mentioned that several times. Like I fought for them. I fought to get them back. And, uh, and so, I mean, how, you know, prepping, prepping mothers that may be struggling with that and trying to go through that battle themselves. I mean, how difficult was that for you? Um, and what, what, finally happened in order to get you across the finish line, you know, and get them back to where you have them now. Okay. So, um, my son, he, he, his dad and I, uh, nobody had custody. And so I had to go through the whole thing of, he was the easier one. My oldest, not so much, but my son was the easiest to get back because nobody had custody. So I drew up papers that I, I had to get custody of him and, um, <clears throat> I began to pray. I began to say, okay, God, you, you are my warrior. You're going to fight for me. Um, I, and I went through the whole legal battle. See, his dad is, um, on methamphetamines till this day. Um, and at that time, um, he, he had my son and he wouldn't give him back. And so I had to go through the legal part, you know, going through legal aid and getting, getting some help because I did not have the money at the time for a lawyer. I just got out of jail. I was, you know, just getting my life back together. And 
Long story short, I I just filed for custody. Um, now this this may not pertain to a lot of cases, but with my daughter, I'll get to that in just a second. Um, my son, I called CPS on his dad, and we went through the whole drug testing. You know, I've got drug tested, hair follicle, um, did a home. You know, um, they did a home visit, and you know, did all this stuff, and. I finally got custody of him um, and they, they gave me the go and I went and picked up my son from the daycare that they had dropped him off at. And so I just, I went and got my son and I've, I've had him um, full custody. Oh man, about eight years. And so uh, then it was the, the hard process because when I was incarcerated, my daughter's uncle sued me for custody and I, I obviously I lost custody of her so there was court in place like I didn't have custody I was having to pay child support um I was having to have visits with her and it was just a hard time because it, they were rude to me it was just and that was another thing that was really hard for me to not go back to you know what I mean not to go back to the lifestyle because of the treatment that I was being given um, how they were treating me. You didn't care about her. You're a drug addict. And, and I didn't believe that, you know, people are going to continue to speak over your life that you're this and you're that because of your past. But I didn't, I didn't let that stop me. Um, there was one day where I was visiting with my daughter and, um, the, her aunt said that she was her mom and I'm not her mom. And she made my daughter call her mom in front of me. And the flesh, <laughs> I'm going to say my flesh rose up and I wanted to punch her in the face. And the Lord told me right then and there, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for you. You will get her back. So I trusted the Lord and I never went anymore to the, to the meetings and stuff. Well, I ended up having to hire a lawyer. And it cost me some money, but God provided the money to uh, hire a lawyer. And through that whole time, you know, my lawyer is saying, Courtney, it's been three years, you know, that you haven't had, you know, that you haven't seen her and you haven't had custody. He said, it's going to be really hard to get her back. And I stopped him and I said, no, God told me, God showed me a vision that you are, he is going to use you to fight for me and get custody back of my daughter. Yes, it was another year or so of battling and, and just continuing that path because I believe what God said. So the moral of this story is don't listen to what man says. You listen to what God says because he says in Joel 2, 25 and 26, I will restore what the locusts have eaten. I stood on that scripture. I stood on that scripture and I fought it with, with praying, with declaring God's word. And it was the funniest thing. I was on my way to a um, church meeting and I get a phone call from my lawyer and he says, you're never going to believe this. And I said, what am I getting a visit or, you know, am I getting to see her? He, he said, no, they said they don't want to fight with you anymore. They're just going to give her back to you. <laughs> And I began to cry and I said, I told you so. I told you so. Don't you ever doubt Jesus. And I'm telling you that 
that lawyer gave his life to Jesus because of the story, I, because of my situation. He said, my gosh, I know God is real. And so because of my boldness and, and me speaking scripture over my situation, God showed out and he showed himself faithful to, to the lawyer. And I got my daughter back and I've had my, my kids. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just so cool to to be able to just show what God can do when you trust in him and get out of the way. When you get yourself out of the way, he's going to show up and show up. Yeah. 